I'm a huge fan of geek culture-related shirts and clothing, so for me, BustedTees.com is a no-brainer. They have pop culture reference shirts, hats, stickers, socks, and more. And they're really cool. Like, seriously, cool. And here's the best part. You can go and grab your Star Wars or Harry Potter or video game Star Trek-themed gear, and we can get you a discount. It's actually a pretty beefy discount, if I do say so. At checkout, just enter my name, Jason, and the number 25945 in the spot where it tells you to enter a code. It's pretty obvious. You'll see it. That's Jason25945, all like one word. You'll get cool apparel, catch a nice break on the price, and you'll be helping out the show too. So it's a win-win-win. There's a link on our website, www.themixtapepod.com, or you can just head straight over to bustedtees.com. Discount code JASON25945. Bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. Oh, 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 damn, I almost had it. Had it like a, at the end, it has a tail. Or, or. Oh, oh, oval. Okay. All right, almost there. Look. Yeah, that's what I do. Oh, oh, my God. This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Just Kevin trying to make specific shapes in the waveform with the slide whistle. Quality entertainment. Oh. All right, mute him. So good. Mute him. You ready? Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We do. Who needs a mixtape? You do. Who makes a mixtape? We do. Who needs a mixtape? You Hello everyone <laughs> and welcome. I told you we wouldn't get all the laughing out. Welcome to another episode <laughs> of the Mixed Day Podcast. It's all I, Kevin's fault. It is. It's always Kevin's fault. Hey, fellas, I think I could draw a bat. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, <laughs> well, that's too low. Okay. All right, continue, Jim. I'm Jason Hammond. Okay. <laughs> I'm Casey Masterpiece. Whoa. I'm, I'm Twisted Kid Matt. Pimp Daddy's Pink Dog. Oh my God. Peggy! <laughs> Peggy, I'm back. I will. Let's just. Oh God. Just stuff before. <laughs> just stuff. <laughs> That's all that needs to be said. <laughs> stuff before. Uh, Trying to get the giggles out. Pre show shenanigans. Where do we begin this week? So, um, kind of let everybody know there's been some updates to the website. All the pre- uh, before mentioned t shirts are available over there. Please go check them out. We have the. Uh, Mogwai Must Die shirt is over there now. We have the Hello, Is It Meat You're Looking For shirt. Uh, the Power Glove t-shirt or a version of it is up if you have not seen it is over there. And also the Mixtape and the Twisted Kid logo tees are over there as well. 
Uh, oh, done, yeah. done some updating. Hey, if you guys aren't checking out Twisted Kid, please do. You can head over to uh, YouTube and find us. It's at the Mixtape Podcast, right, Matt? Is that right? Yes. Her handle search. Uh, you can search yeah. the Mixtape Podcast. I always find it doing that. And it's all available through the website as well, which is themixtapepod.com. There's a Twisted Kid page, and you can click on it, and it'll take you right over there to watch those videos. So please go check them out. Um, what else? What else? Hey, Matt went to a con this weekend, man. Uh, yeah. Got to meet Matt some- was a con, what? <laughs> Matt was a con this weekend, <laughs> only for the weekend. Uh, how was that, Matt? Pretty you wild wanna, weekend. You want to talk a few seconds about it? Not too long. Don't tell a Matt story. Just tell us about the con. <laughs> sure. Because there's only one uh, Matt story, would... and that's the fact that you forgot to hit the record button. But other than that... <laughs> yeah, that, that too. That too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good when, when it comes to uh, freestyle filming things. Yeah, that's what so. she said. But he's great at freestyle rapping. Give him no, a, I'm not. Give so him a we're, not gonna, we're not going to put that out there because I, I really don't want to be battle rapping fans anymore. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Oh, that would yeah. be awesome. Sounds like Matt threw down the gauntlet I for hear, people out there. Do. Yeah, Matt said he will yeah. battle rap anyway. No, it didn't. That Matt is, said uh, bring Matt it on, people. telling people not to do that. Um, <laughs> oh. So please don't try to battle rap me. He um, said please do is what I heard. kid Matt is in I will. Mile. I will lose. He's in eight mile. Uh, Cheddar Bob's long lost cousin. So how'd it go this weekend? I mean, you got to meet some cool people, and potentially we might have a couple of them on the show, which is really cool. You want to you want to give a few minutes talking about the Missouri Con? Uh, Yeah, I went to Missouri Comic Con down in Springfield, Missouri, over the weekend, and met the one and only Mick Foley, mankind, dude, love uh, various other names. Mrs. Foley's baby boy. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Got to uh, choke out Socko, so that was pretty pretty sweet. <laughs> that's uh, and he actually on, means that. On the end. That doesn't. Yeah, that's that's not, that's that not a euphemism. Dirty, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I thought he was yeah. going a totally different direction with that one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I I actually asked to see if uh, Mick Foley could be the one to actually choke me with Socko, and uh, his response is probably a nice little like made up answer of uh oh not in the state of missouri if this was illinois we'd probably be able to do it but not not missouri it's illegal i was like all right cool yeah whatever and then i was like that was probably bullshit but whatever <laughs> you um, think <laughs> so, yeah probably he's like not doing it but this is the nicest way to tell you is like i would but it's illegal so so yeah got a couple photos with him and uh, got his autograph he's a pretty pretty cool guy and then uh, met Austin St. John, the Red Power Ranger from the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers team. Awesome. Uh, super cool guy. Very, very nice. Got his autograph as well and a couple photos. And had a very, very brief encounter with Corey Taylor from Slipknot. Oh, that's cool. Um, nice. I didn't even know that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's because it was very brief and uh, there's no proof of it other than <laughs> me going, oh, hey, this was this was weird. Yeah, it was as the show was closing, he was walking through to go to one of the vendor booths yeah, well, to buy something. Well, then I had a br- and, uh, very brief encounter with Carmen Electra then. There's no proof, but I'm going to say it happened. <laughs> well, I'll, well, I'll she tell is you. from here. So. She is from here. That I'll is tell so you what happened. But uh, yeah, so he walked by me. I was like, oh, that, that's awesome. There he is. You know, I had planned on meeting him, like actually, you know, getting the autograph and everything. And the line was insane and photo op had to be done like before the show, like you had to actually pay. Oh, that sucks. Get, yeah. like, didn't realize that until the actual show was happening. So he walks by me and I was just like, Oh, this is a cool, you know, fleeting, you know, brush with a celebrity. 
And I, at the time, was searching for something to get for the girl who was watching our dogs while we were out of town. She was looking for something Sailor Moon related. Sure enough, less than five minutes after I see Corey Taylor walk by, he comes back again holding a Sailor Moon figurine. And I just looked at him and instinctually dropped the fact that he's a celebrity. <laughs> and I just looked at him and went, man, what the fuck, dude? I was looking for that all over the place. I thought you were going to just like... <laughs> thought you were gonna say i instinctively grabbed it from his hands and ran yeah yeah i just like <laughs> rob rob the singer of slipknot you know mm-hmm. uh, but no i i just looked at him was like what the fuck i was looking for a sailor moon figure this whole time and he's like oh sorry man and i was like where'd you even find that and it was just like had this brief moment of like and he was like oh it's over there they were holding it for me though and then just kind of kept walking that, that was not the interaction I wanted to have with Corey Taylor, but there you go. like I said, it wasn't really even worth mentioning to anybody other than people who were around at the time. <laughs> and yet, so, gotta be there. And yet here, and here yet we are, here internet. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say I ran into some other uh, fellow podcasters as well. So uh, if you're if you're listening and I handed you a card, it was cool meeting you. Uh, we I ran into a couple of people who run a show called Podcast Magoria. They do a, a horror podcast to check them out and uh yeah just met a couple other people and uh some really cool cosplayers which i tried to get photos with all of the 80s or 90s related characters and you can see those over on instagram uh, by following the mixtape podcast on instagram and if you see yourself send me a message and i'll tag you uh you can do all that through our social medias and you can find the link tree link on our website so go over and hit that up damn it we are on Facebook, yeah. we are on TikTok, we are on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Mastodon. Those are the places. So, go check us out there. All that being said, we have an interesting show this week. I think it's going to be kind of cool. Uh, might be a little different than some of the stuff we've done in the past, but it is music-related. I don't remember how the thought crossed my mind when I put it out to you guys, but thought it'd be really cool for each of us to take just two. We're each just going to do two. We're each going to take two either bands or artists that if we could bring back to give us one more album, who would it be and why? And that's the important thing. So when I think I threw that out first, everybody thought I meant dead people, and that's fine. I think all of us have at least one person that's passed away on our (laughs) list. But the most important fact of this is it has to be someone that, even if they're still alive, if the band's still alive, they're never going to do another album again. So I think we've all structured it in such a way that we just know that's that's what's going to happen. So each of us mm-hmm. have brought two. So it's going to be a little different, like I said, than what we're used to. Kevin was the first one to give me his list. So we're going to let Kevin start off. Uh, and what, right. what I think we'll do here is I'm going to ask you to tell us your first one. I'll give a little info, okay. and then we're going to let you talk about why you chose who you chose. So... Who, Kevin, is the first person on your list who you would bring back to give us one more album if you could? I chose David Bowie. And the reason why I chose it was solely because of his last album, Black Star. Uh, Black Star, if you haven't listened to it, is a phenomenal album. And it's that album just blew my freaking mind. Um, it, uh, it first, I mean, I was, um, you know, I was. I wasn't like a super fan of David Bowie. I, I, you know, liked a few songs here and there, you know, but Black Star, I started getting into it and then started to hear backstories about the making of the song and then led me to like other albums. Like, uh, let's, see, let's see, Ziggy Stardust, uh, no, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust, awesome album too. Then I also heard about the 
albums that he was listening to while recording Black Star, and they mentioned uh, To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Listen yeah. to that. Blew my mind. And, you know, it's uh, if uh, Mr. Bowie was alive today, I would buy another album from him. <laughs> That's fair. So yeah, David Bowie... A lot of ramblings. So. January 8th, 1947, died uh, January 10th, 2016. So just made it past his birthday. Uh, as you guys may know, he was a leading figure in the music industry. He's regarded as one of the most influential musicians of the 20th century. Uh, claimed by critics and musicians, particularly for his innovative work during the 70s. His career was marked by reinvention and visual presentation, and his music and stagecraft had a significant impact on popular music. Uh, as we all know, he developed a... Well, we didn't probably all know this. I know it, but he developed an interest in music uh, pretty early on. He studied art, music, and design before embarking on a professional career in music in 1963. Space Oddity, released in 1969, was his first was his first top five entry in the UK singles chart. After a period of experimentation, he reemerged in 1972 during the glam rock era with his flamboyant and androgynous alter ego, as Kevin mentions, Ziggy Stardust. An EP, No Plan, was released on January 8th, or 2017, which would have been his 70th birthday. So I really kind of wanted to hit on the fact that you know, 70 years this guy's in there, even after he passes away, he has this EP hit. Now, apart from Lazarus, the EP includes three songs that Bowie recorded during the Black Star session, which is what Kevin was just talking about. But they were left off the album and appeared on the soundtrack album for the Lazarus musical in October 2016. So Lazarus um, was a musical, I guess he was writing with, um, oh God, I got the guy's name somewhere on here and I know I'm going to butcher it even when I see it. Uh, Vis Visconti, Visconti is that his name? Uh, for the, go ahead. Sure. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Great. Go I'm glad I let you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I just play a slide whistle. You're good. Don't worry um, so in the two years following his death, uh, Bowie sold 5 million records in the UK alone. And at the 59th annual Grammy Awards in 2017, he won all five nominated awards, best rock performance, best alternative music album, best engineered album, non-classical, best recording package, and best rock song. Uh, if you guys don't know, he passed away of liver cancer in New York City, his, in his New York City apartment. Um, he had been diagnosed 18 months earlier, but had not made uh, his condition public, not at first anyway. The Belgian theater director, Ivo von Hove, who had worked with Babe, with Bowie on his – listen, I just I – just, We're just going to call Hove. this episode the like hard-to-pronounce names. <laughs> so this is actually who I was I know trying some, to – some that are coming up later. This is actually who I was trying to think of. Ivo von Hove, he'd been working with Bowie on his Broadway musical, Lazarus off-Broadway musical Lazarus, and he explained that he was unable to attend rehearsals due to the progression of the disease, but he noted that Bowie had kept working during his entire illness. And it, they, someone actually wrote, he always did what he wanted to do, and he want, and what he wanted to do, or, and he wanted to do it his way, and he wanted to do it to the best way. His death was no different from his life, a work of art. He made Black Star for us, his partner, his parting gift, I knew for a year this was the way it would be. I wasn't, however, prepared for it. He was an extraordinary man full of love and life. He will always be with us for now. It's appropriate to cry. So, 
Um, it's pretty cool. I know, Kev, you'd mentioned the whole Black Star album. Uh, so, like, he released this album knowing, like, as a, like a gift to his fans because he knew he was dying. And it's pretty right. intense. But from what you and I have talked about, this Lazarus, the, the video and the song and everything is really. Lazarus is creepy as F. Especially, yes, it is. Especially <laughs> knowing that he's about to die, right? But didn't, didn't yeah. you tell me that he actually was writing that before he knew? Well, the thing is, when they, before they started shooting the video for Lazarus, that's when he found out that his cancer was terminal. Okay. And then they started shooting. So, damn. Yeah. Which makes the video <laughs> yeah. that much more intense, I think. Yeah. Right. So, one of the, th- I, I can think of a few songs and videos that are similar like that where the artists themselves knew or, you know, the song was written as somebody was dying. And then the video came out afterwards. So, yes. Or, you, know, um, you know, somewhere along that. One in particular that did not make my list, although everybody thought it would, which is Queen. And we'll get into why they didn't. Um, uh, they recorded the album Innuendo when Freddie was dying. And the. Innuendo. <laughs> in oh. Uh, these are the days of our lives. At the. <clears throat> he's. You can tell in the video, he's really skinny. He's, he's definitely fading. But they talk a lot about the fact that. He would have to like go sit down and or go to his room in between takes because he was so wore out. But then he would come on, and, like put his all into it. And the final shot of that video is him staring at the camera, saying "I still love you." And everybody, like the whole band, is talking about like he knew he was going, and that's like his farewell to his fans. And it and when you know that, watching the video, it hits you like twice as hard. It's like oh wow. Uh, so one of the things you guys are gonna realize tonight is that a lot of the bands we picked a lot of them i would say have a kind of staying power even if they didn't stick around i know that sounds weird but you're going to notice two kind of trends tonight either a band that they dis they disappeared or whatever but their music continued even though they weren't still releasing it it's just the music was that famous that it everybody still listens to it or someone that passed away that was still making music all the way up till their death so it kind of and it was timeless it's still like bowie for example guy's been making music since 1969 and he was still making music right up to his death in like 2016 2017 and people yeah. were still i love uh i'm afraid of americans which he did with uh oh yeah, yeah uh, Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. it's fantastic it's a great yeah. song mm-hmm. so like he was producing stuff all the way up to the end and it was great so uh kev do you want to tell and a people? great actor too well <laughs> He's really good with puppets. Let's, yeah. let's not get carried away with the word "great" being thrown around about his acting, but everybody knows I love Labyrinth, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. fair enough. Kev, do you want to tell the folks at home? He's good in the Prestige. Who your? Uh, yes, he is really good in the Prestige. I actually kind of forgotten that he was in that movie. He plays. Uh, mm. He plays Tesla, Nikola right? Tesla. Nikola Tesla yep. in the yeah. Prestige, which is really it's a cool movie. That's a messed up movie. Uh, Kev, yeah. do you want to tell the folks at home who your second choice was? Well, my second choice, and this one was kind of a toss-up between either a, kind of an obscure artist by the name of MF Doom, but oh, I, okay. yeah, but since most of his hits were done uh, past the year 2000, I decided to go year with two Mr. Tupac Shakur. Tupac Ooh, Shakur. Love this. Uh, born June yeah. 16th, 1971, passed away September 13th, 1996. Widely 
consider <laughs> or did he? That's hey, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wiley considered one of the most influential rappers of all time. Shakur is among the best-selling music artists, having sold more than seventy-five million records worldwide. Much of Shakur's music um, has been noted for addressing contemporary social issues that plagued inner cities, and he is considered a symbol of activism against inequality. During the later part of his career, Shakur was shot five times in the lobby of a New York recording studio and experienced legal, legal troubles, including incarceration um, and more. I don't have those written down. I said that as if I was going to tell him I don't have them. <laughs> in 1995, Other Tupac legal issues. <laughs> uh, served eight months in prison on sexual abuse charges, but was released pending an appeal for his conviction. Following his release, he signed to Marion Shug Knight's label, Death Row Records, and became heavily involved in the growing East Coast-West Coast hip-hop rivalry. On September 7th, 1996, he was shot four times by an unidentified assailant in a drive-by shooting in Las Vegas and died six days later. Sucks that you can get shot five times and live, get shot four times and die. (laughs) Um, or did he? <laughs> or did he? You are correct, sir. So I've been talking to Kevin a little bit about this. Kev, first I want you to say why you picked Tupac as uh, one of your artists for this evening, and then we'll we'll talk about a few things you and I have been talking about. Well, there's a, a couple of reasons. One, I believe that hip-hop is in desperate need of, like, older elders to kind of like guide the next generation to hip-hop stars to kind God, of it would be nice if they know, had put them it, in the it? right direction. Yeah, right? <laughs> and two, Tupac died young. Really young. He was 25. Yeah. That's two years younger than most of the members than of the, the 27, 27 Club. club. Right. Yeah, that's insane. You know, I like to think that if Tupac was alive today, he pretty, Will Smith pretty much has Tupac's life now, minus Jada. So you think that's like we we just hear somebody like stomping up to Kevin's house keep my wife. So you think that so you Open think that door. if Tupac was he's alive, got a Google alert on on his yeah. wife's name. So you think you're he's coming to smack the shit out of Kevin. Your hypothesis is that if Tupac was alive today, he'd be living a life similar to what Will Smith lives. Yes. So with the, yes. the fame I mean, and the, the let's movies. Let's put it the- this way. If Imagine like Django Unchained with Tupac Shakur oh my God. as Django. That would have been cool. Right? Oh, that would be great. <laughs> whole whole another movie. Whole um, another movie. Wasn't it supposed to be someone else? It was offered to someone else. It was Will Smith. Will Smith. Well, that's right. You're right. You're right. Will yeah. Smith turned it down. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting hypothesis i I imagine hmm. he would be pretty outspoken outspoken especially with a lot of the things that have happened over the last oh he few would years. be doing that yeah, too I but, mean his mom yeah. was a black but, panther you know so it's i I think that he would uh probably be very outspoken about it so a little more um a little more of an activist than I think will Smith is but yeah. you know uh yeah but uh, yeah I'm sure he would probably be doing both so I have and being an activist I have my theory that I told kev I said my thoughts on this whole thing is I firmly believe if he wouldn't have gotten involved with Suge Knight he probably would still be alive today and I yeah. tend to agree on that yep. i I think he yeah, got him involved the thing, in the whole east Coast look where West Coast Knight thing. is right now yeah that's my point <laughs> it's not exactly. Yeah. But I think he got him involved in the whole East Coast, West Coast thing, and that's not something he well, was really problem, a part of prior. Mm, well, the problem, what, you know, we uh, Jay and I discussed was it, Snoop. I'm oh, sorry, 
That's Snoop. But Tupac really <laughs> Oh, wasn't now it's Snoop. I, he's not dead. He's just hanging Snoop out with Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smoking weed together. He's living, a, he's living a, a, a real weird life, too. But, hey, you know. It's kind of cool. Him and Martha Stewart just get high together, yeah. you know. <laughs> they get high and she bakes for him. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, That's they a, both get baked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they get baked. Then she does bake. He's very smart. This guy's he's yeah. thinking. He's yeah, genius. why did they not call the show Getting Baked with Tupac and Martha? Kind of solved the munchie <laughs> problem, you know? <laughs> it's brilliant. It's <laughs> good stuff. Oh, man. So let's move right along, man. Those are two pretty good choices, man. But now we're going to go into mine, man. Cool. <laughs> Everybody seems very excited. Happy yeah, to be here. go for it, man. All right, so uh, this was tough. Uh, There were a lot of artists, a lot of bands I thought about. Um, Do you bring back Prince, give us one more album, or do we just wait for his estate to release something anyway that's likely in the vault? Um, As I mentioned, I thought about that too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they're going to release the bathroom recordings. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they would sell a million copies. Would not be surprised. Um, You're aware that he had a full on recording studio in like every room. Yeah, any room of his house was set up for sound and recording at any time. Yeah, that doesn't shock me at all. Print songs from the toilet. Um, I mentioned Freddie Mercury. Do I bring him back to give us another epic Queen (laughs) album? Paisley Porcelain. Um, (laughs) Oh, nice. Uh, Raspberry bidet. Thank you. Oh, you son of a bitch. Why? Why do you keep coming up with weird product placement like this? <laughs> Raspberry bidet. Oh, the God. kind that you find at a secondhand store. So <laughs> okay. <gross. laughs> she was sitting on a raspberry bidet. Okay. Psst, psst. That's, that's classic. That's right classic. Oh, my God. Anyway. Maybe that's a song for Weird Al to conquer. <laughs> so then comes the question, like, what, what if, uh, oh, God, I give up. <laughs> um, what would Nirvana have done if they were still, you know, if Kurt had given us one more album before, you know, he checked off this or Cor- He hadn't met Courtney. Or in Duel. It's very, yeah. very much like a Nirvana <laughs> multiverse. Yeah. So. Um, I didn't pick people like John Lennon because I wasn't really that into his solo stuff. And, the, and in my opinion, the, the Beatles had long since split, and they they were done with what they did. I'm not an Elvis fan, but it would be cool to see what kind of album Elvis would release later in life. Like an old man Elvis album might be kind of neat. But yeah. I really went with people for a very specific reason, and the first person I chose was Tom Petty. Ooh, Honestly, yes. this okay. was right from the get-go. This was on my list. Like, I knew Petty was going to be on my list. Uh, born October 20th, 1950. Died October 2nd, 2017. Uh, formed the Heartbreakers in 1976 and, of course, was a member of the Traveling Wilburys as well. Uh, hit singles with the Heartbreakers include American Girl, 1976. Don't Do Me Like That, 1979. Refugee, 1980. The Waiting, 81. Don't Come Around Here No More. Learning to Fly, I mean, this was going all the way up into the 90s. His solo hits include I Won't Back Down, Free Fallen, You Don't Know How It Feels. So solo or with the Heartbreakers, he had hit albums from the 70s through the 2010s and sold more than 80 million records worldwide, making one of the best-selling artists of all time. Here's the thing. Tom Petty was consistent. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't mess with his sound. He just continued to work what he did. He recorded his music never really fucked with it it was always this is tom petty and it worked right from 1976 on all the way 
you know, all the way up to 2014 with Hypnotic Eye, it's all petty. I mean, it's it, you know a petty song when you hear a petty mm-hmm. song. Well, it's one yeah. of the things I appreciate. ZZ Top, much the same. You know, you hear a ZZ Top song, it's a ZZ Top song. They never, it's not that they never modernized, they just didn't change who they were or what they do. Yeah. Well, I remember never going to get a freeform ZZ Top song. <laughs> no, although that would be really cool, and like, I kind of want it now. <laughs> this is Jazz Odyssey by ZZ Top. Like, now, no, you might put it in happen. their head, it could happen. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah, yeah. Although somewhere in that song you're going to hear, or it's not as ZZ Top. <laughs> um, but in 2014... They're going to spin their guitars and then point in one direction. <laughs> 2014, Hypnotic Eye comes out, and it's released and debuts at number one on the Billboard, uh, on the Billboard charts. So... With Tom Petty, I know whatever he releases is going to be fun. It's going to have great lyrics, and it's going to sound like Tom Petty, and and it's going to hold up. I remember very distinctly in high school um, when he released uh, uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance, and like I mean, and, and everybody loved it. It's like, uh, let's get to the point. Let's roll. I mean, these songs are coming out, and we're all singing them in high school, just like mm-hmm. we were everything pri- previously. So. Like I said, I know when Petty releases a song, it's going to be what it needs to be. I was supposed to go see Tom Petty in concert right before he died. I never got to. <laughs> um, uh, my I wife. Know, I remember me and you had talked on my at one end point there. back in the 90s about going we to had, see We had. We talked. Did you ever get to see Petty in concert? No. no. My wife got to see him twice, uh, like once on her birthday, and she likes to rub that in my face a lot <laughs> because I never got to see him, and I was... <laughs> We were we had actually we were getting ready to buy tickets that year and he passed away, so that one always hits me really hard. Um, I've been a few. I mean, this is I talk a lot with a lot of my friends, like my close friends. We bond on certain musicians, um, and this was one of the ones that Spanky and I bonded on. It was Tom Petty and Weird Al, man. That was kind <laughs> of those were kind of some of our things, and uh, I, I remember this very well. And I like I said, just just the way. Uh, to me, I would have loved to have heard another Tom Petty album because, let's just face it, man, he hasn't released a bad one. So I think it would have been consistent and it would have been Petty. You know? yeah, he's also one of those few artists that I've seen that can do a video in one take. Yes. The you don't know how it feels video mm. was done in one take and one take only. Most of them, they'll be there all day doing it and repeatedly doing it, not him. I think he probably just was like, that's good enough, man. That's what I want it to be. Like, it, let, let's show the warts and all. Yeah, he stood on that pedestal in the center of the stage and everything. The camera just went around him. Also has one of the best Christmas songs of all time, too. Let's just face it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what song is that? Christmas all yeah, over again. It's Christmas oh. all over again. Amen. Really, guys? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I've dude, got a pretty good Halloween song, too, with the zombie zoo. Dance down at the he, zombie zoo. Dance. He wrote uh, a song for each holiday, probably. We, need, we just need to look into that. Easter Hell, kicks ass. Oh, you got Valentine's Day, just straight up the heartbreakers. Don't come around here. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> that one actually fits. <laughs> so I went a little uh, bit different with my second choice. We often, like I said, think of people who've died. But what about a band that is completely over that we know will never come back again? And this one hurts. This one hurts me a lot. Uh, I went with the police. I went with the police. And uh, here's why. Because in 1983, we were given in what is, in my opinion, one of the best albums of all time, one of my all-time favorite albums, top five easy, probably top three, and that's Synchronicity. 
there's not a track on that album I don't love, and I played the CD so much that it's it stopped working. Like it just the CD wouldn't play. Nice. Uh, this was one of the first CDs I ever listened to. So their final studio album, Synchronicity, came out in 1983. It was number one in the UK, Canada, Australia, Italy, and the US, selling over eight million copies in the US alone. Its lead single, Everyone Knows, which is Every Breath You Take. Stalker song. <laughs> it is a stalker song. It's supposed to be yeah. a stalker song. Totally, yeah. Uh, it became their fifth UK number one and only US number one, believe it or not. During this time, the band were considered one of the leaders of the second British invasion of the US. And in 1983, Rolling Stone labeled them the first British new wave act to break through in America on a grand scale and possibly the biggest band in the world at that time. And then they split. They split. Uh, well, they, they actually they said, sp- don't stand too close to me. They Yeah, well, that's probably not so far off from the truth with a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So they actually split in 1986, um, but that, that Synchronicity in 83 was their last album. So they split only to come together one more time back in 2007 for a tour, but they just it was never going to happen. They tried the tour, and they just the animosity between a couple of them just was massive. The thing yeah. that really <laughs> that really bums me. Um, so in the liner notes to the Police box set message in a bottle or I'm sorry message in a box Andy Summers says the attempt to record a new album was doomed from the outset the night before we went into the studio Stewart broke his collarbone falling off a horse and that meant we lost our last chance of recovering some rapport by just jamming together anyway it was clear Sting had no real intention of writing any new songs for the police it was an empty exercise so I don't know if you guys know this but Sting and um is it, it's Stuart Copeland. They like Stuart Copeland, yeah. hate each other. Yeah. They despise yeah. each other. And so they tried to do this new album. They, they were working on an album for six months before they split. And because of all the stuff that just kept happening, they just ate it and walked away. And that sucks. Cause that means somewhere out there are like pieces to this album. I've heard some of that stuff has made it into some of Sting's music. I have got to see Sting. He was awesome. One of the best performances I've ever seen Sting and Annie Lennox guys. It was great. And he does a lot of police stuff, and it's fantastic, but I've never got to see the police, and I'll never get to see the police, and they're never going to yeah. do another album ever again because they hate each other's guts. Um, yeah. In February 2008, the band announced that when the, their tour, that 2007 tour finished, they would break up again. There will be no new album, no big new tour, said Sting. Once we're done with our reunion tour, that's it for the police. The final show of the tour was on August 7, 2008 at Madison Square Garden in New York City. And like I said, that's that's that. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. I'm never going to get them again. And it's hard for me because I love every album. I have all their stuff on vinyl. And Synchronicity was like that album when I'm like 12 and 13 years old that like just grabbed my attention. And it, it's probably, oddly enough, same year, right around the same time, this album was getting continuous play. And Full Moon Fever were getting conti- – like I would put them both in and just beginning to end with that, without taking them off. And and I'm like 13 years old. So they, they were hugely influential albums in my world. So to know that we're never going to get shit from them again. I mean I, there's lots of cool Sting stuff, but we're never going to get the police. Right. And while they have similarities yeah. in their sounds, it's not the same. So mm. there you go. There's yeah. my two, man. Enough to break my heart. I don't like this episode. It's making me sad. Last week's – Episode made me you happy. You started it. You shut it. 
I'll end it too. <laughs> Last week's episode made me happy when we talked about uh, 80s British bands and also that one Kevin put in there that was Irish. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Come on, are we still lingering on that one? Of oh, Spanky brings it back. I, I apologize. Spanky, what? Spanky said, no, I didn't we, hear that. He said, are we still lingering on that thing? <laughs> oh. No. Go ahead, Matt. Say it. That's good. We thought that joke was dead, but it turns out. It's going to come back like a zombie. Ah! Uh, all right that's all right i had one for the police as well but I <laughs> what was it's not to go yeah it's a shame they don't talk to each other anymore because all they say now is to do 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 da 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 yeah that's bad that's, that's all they want to say to that's each not other. good yeah it's bad that's why i didn't say it <laughs> well that's why we made you say it because <laughs> yeah i know Dumbass yeah. Joke. <laughs> didn't say it was good all right so we're gonna go into mats we're gonna end this thing with spank dogs but we're gonna go into mats yeah. maticus do you want yeah. to tell us the first band you chose for, or the first artist or uh, band you chose? First artist I chose. Uh, which, which one are we going with? It's up to you, up to man. Me, I don't care. It's oh. up to you. All right. That's what you uh, tell me. Let's go with Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Jimmy the one I don't have notes Hendrix. pulled up for. <laughs> Whoa, that's the one you don't have notes for? Yeah, that's, that's okay, though. He I does, but he doesn't. I had notes, but I lost them, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Jimi Hendrix was I thought born. the other one was the one you didn't have notes for. But he was right. born November 27, 1942, and uh, passed away in September of 1970. Here's the thing. Barely makes makes it... Ooh, excuse me. Barely makes it on. Were you starting to choke there for a second? <laughs> yes, I miss Jimmy. I miss him. You almost joined the 27th. I miss him. Um, he barely makes it in, but he does make it in. And the thing is, is his entry into 1970 is so massive that it works. It works big time. So um, I don't know if you guys know this, but his mainstream career only lasted for four years. Like the guy was not yeah. around that long. Um which is kind of crazy. He was just mainly like a backup, play, uh, well, a guitar player for mm-hmm. you know, uh, for various bands. So I think I've talked There's about one this. in particular. I can't remember who it is. I'm not looking up real quick. There's a solid argument to be made. A lot of people will say he's one of the best, greatest guitar players of all time. But really, if you read, even when I'm looking online, he's one of the most influential guitar players of all time. And that's one of the things that really cements him. He was experimenting with music in a way that a lot of people weren't experimenting with at the time. It's not like he was revolutionizing his playing. It was his experimentation with music and apparently other things yeah. that, really, that really set him off. So he was actually born in Seattle. So one could say, you know, what is it with Seattle and musicians? That's that's kind of yeah. a... Rainy, depressing. No, they got. Yes. My guess. <laughs> they just got to stay indoors, so they just play music. Yeah. Um, he started playing guitar at the age of 15 years old. This is really cool. Um, one of his teachers saw him carrying around a uh, like a broom, like a guitar, and like ended up giving him a guitar. And this is how he kind of started with the whole thing because they kind of knew, okay, well, this kid wants to play guitar. We're going to give him a guitar. Did you guys know he was in the service? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay. He was in the service, so I, I actually didn't know that. I, I I will full knowledge here. I was never what I would call call a Jimi Hendrix fan. I've always appreciated Jimi Hendrix songs, but I never just like sat down and listened to Hendrix. I probably should have, but I never really did. Yeah. Um, you need to become a stoner to really enjoy <laughs> Hendrix. Well, we all know the problems with that, which kind of. I've only right. ever listened to Jimi Hendrix 
sober. Sober. Ditto. Yeah. Kevin, we know you're lying. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, you don't even do this show hey sober. <laughs> it's it's February now. Dry January's over. Oh, I know. I've been I out with Kevin. Kevin, I think right now, what? I'm drunk as fuck. Yeah, I kind of figured you were. I'm not. You know, I kind of figured, Kevin, if it makes you. I'm okay. high as fuck. If it makes you feel any better. <laughs> um. So why, Matt? Why pick Jimi Hendrix out of all the people you could have picked? What, what I'm assuming you were a big Jimi Hendrix fan. I I was when I was in like junior high and high school. I I just kind of came across his music and was like, it, and honestly, it was a lot of people walking around my school wearing his shirts, and I was like, who's this guy? I got to check out his music, which is how I discovered mm. a lot of music. Was just and that's how I discovered yeah, the other police academy in my, movies. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the police. I'm like, wow. Okay. Uh, fun fact: I have not seen all of Police Academy all the way through. Fun fact: you can stop that. After I can four. that I can recall. <laughs> That's kind of what I've heard. Yeah, um, I've seen them all. But yeah, I more than I, care I went out and I I picked up you know a, a greatest hits album and was just like, wow, this one's cool. This one's cool. All right, and then just kind of worked my way through there and was like, oh my god, like all of this is great. I mean, obviously, it's greatest hits album, but <laughs> then I started checking out his other <laughs> All of this unintentional is great. joke. I mean, it there. was his greatest hits. Yeah. Well, hey, man. But in I your went defense, back and listened to his other stuff. And in I'm your like, defense, wow, this is just great. In your defense, Ugly Kid Joe has a greatest hits album, <laughs> so I don't quite know how that works. It's I True, apparently yeah. If it's I only remember Cats one album. Right. And, uh, it's Cats in the Cradle, and I hate everything. But yeah. you just flip it over. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so at least it's the greatest biggest hits album. Who <laughs> 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 just did their Lou Vega impression? That was me. That was very good. <laughs> uh, by the way, Shaggy prominently featured in the Super Bowl commercial last mm, night. I watched on him. Yeah, it was. It was. I watched on him. Uh, new song. New. Um, I'm guessing it was a new song at least, but. Yeah, they they point out the fact that it's Shaggy in the commercial too. So. Sugar, sugar, <laughs> sugar. Mr. <laughs> this happens every time. It's a breakdown in the show for us. Well, Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> okay, so later. Uh, Band of Gypsies came out in 1970. That's the one that was the last one to hit. So, so you were listening to him in high school, or did you start listening to him in high school? I started listening in like junior high, really, about I think eighth grade, and uh, just kind of, you know, fell so in love you, with the music. And looking back now, I'm just kind of like, it'd be, it'd be very interesting to see. Yes, I was what he would be doing in the current state of to music. see how he would have morphed with music, where he would have yeah. went is an interesting because interesting. with like like we were like you were saying with the experimentation is like he was experimenting then. And With a lot of drugs. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, also, really, how did he influence die? a lot? Of, <clears throat> yeah, that one. I heard it was a sandwich, but could be wrong. <laughs> Mama Cass, <laughs> that was just wrong. <laughs> Not true either. I know. What no. a horrible thing to say about a human being. She died yeah. choking on a ham sandwich. She died of a heart attack. You dickwads. God, <laughs> people are so mean. Yeah. But it wasn't. But me. yeah, he. You started it, and we're going to keep it going. Uh, I think Shaggy started So, yeah, he, he experimented with not only, like, you know, the pedals that he used and, like, his his method of playing the guitar to get different sounds out of it, 
you know, well, even he, up to and including lighting it on fire while he was playing it. This is true. Um, but yeah, like just the things that he he actually did develop through experimentation. Other bands took that and kind of ran with it. True. And you know his his use of the wah pedal and everything is just you know you can't you can't hardly listen to anything, you know, like Metallica with without hearing a wah pedal being used at some point in time during the song. And for the, the rest of my and life. a lot of that comes directly from Jimi Hendrix. And for the rest of and my life. And he played the guitar left-handed. He did. Which is pretty Correct. awesome. I upside mean, down, upside left-handed, down, left-handed. And not restrung no. as a as a left-handed guitar. This is true, As too. a fellow Southpaw, I totally appreciate that. So. Are you really? I didn't yeah. know that. Same mm-hmm. here. And oh, Connie. okay. Hey. Oh, nice. Hey, hey Spanky. Yeah. I'm right-handed. Hey. All right. I'm right-handed as well. Oh, pump. dude, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Oh. Who cares? <laughs> hey, fuck you, man. See, this is kind of the left-handed. This is what the right-handed people say yeah. all the time. This is, this is the left-handed oppression this that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. Good left-handed I people I kill right. righty shirts. <laughs> and just okay. kind of hey, let's give each other a high another new with shirt with our left hands. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> and for the rest of my life, I'll never be able to hear Hendrix without <laughs> thinking of Garth. <laughs> So the Foxy Lady yeah. dance—it's the best thing ever, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. So it is interesting to think what he would have come up with had he been around. Like, where would he have went with his music? Because if he was always yeah. sort of on the cutting edge, like kind of seeing what he could do and with all the technology that we have today, that would have just could oh be yeah, cool. No, it no. would have took him to another level, a whole, another a whole, another level, another level. level. <laughs> that was cool, guys. It was, it was really we did that better than the stay <laughs> awesome at the end. You can't do stay right. awesomes yeah. together, but you can say whole nother level. Together. Whole nother level. Whole nother level. So it would have been pretty cool. Man, to, Liam's to... Neeson's. <laughs> what? <laughs> Matt, why don't you tell I us? I don't get uh, it, but I like it. <laughs> this whole show. Uh, why don't you tell us the other choice that you made this week? So the other band uh, is... Strangely, um, just a band that I honestly forgot a little bit about until I kind of came across them on, you know, just a a random playlist of like early 2000s, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, hard rock, heavy metal bands. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a band called The Apex Theory. I remember buying their album when it came out, really liked it at the time, and then nothing else ever happened from that. Like they, as, as The Apex Theory, they broke up. Their singer left the band. Change their name to. They're currently known as Mount Helium. Mount Helium. But they're still around as Mount to Helium. Me, they, but yeah, they don't sound. High. They don't sound well, there's, anything. There's some major reasons for this, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know till doing the research on this. So they they actually formed in mm-hmm. 1999. Um, yeah. Oh God, here we go. Uh, yep. Musician. Okay, so hang on, hang on, hang on. This is why I said this is going to be the hard yeah. to pronounce names yeah. section. Of the episode uh, on Tronic uh, Andy, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, notice he goes by Andy because it's you know art way easier to pronounce. Karamian and David Hakapian. <laughs> if yeah. you guys don't know, he was the drummer and bass player for Soil and System of a Down, respectively. Um, yeah. Both of these guys, yeah, two of two, two of, of them two were of from the four System members of, of this band Correct. were in System of a Down, yeah, and in the band Soil, yeah. So. The band went until 2008, so, um, and like you said, they're still around, sort of, as Mount Helium, but not the original, not 
not the same, I guess. And I don't yeah. think all the original members are there. So what is it about this band? Like, have you heard like they're 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 just done? They'll never record anything together again, or it just I I don't know about that in particular, but it just seems like once the singer left, he was just kind of done with with the whole band. And I could be totally wrong and misreading everything, but um, I mean, if they came back, I would be very interesting. Like a a full original lineup, you know, playing the same style of music and leading into the, the next topic of that, what they were doing back then is very much kind of like in the lines of what a lot of like modern bands are doing now. And I don't know how many people are even really aware of this band. Um, I've heard they, the name, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like if you, they, sounds really familiar. Well, there's also yeah, a band they, called, they came out right isn't there a the band called time. Apex Twins? Or Aphex Twins, I think it might be Aphex Twin, Twins. yeah, unrelated, yeah, <laughs> very unrelated. very different and style of music. I know I had to look it up and make sure I yeah. wasn't hearing you wrong. I've heard the, of this band before. Whether yeah. I've heard this band before, I'm not sure. I need to check it out because I love System of a Down. So. And I would honestly describe them as a more positive System of a Down. Like they're 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 all Armenian as well. Um, so they have like a lot of the same kind of like Armenian musical influences, uh, particularly with one of their, one of their songs called a possibly, um, very like Mediterranean style guitar playing, um, that, you know, just kind of defined their sound a little bit. And I would also kind of like compare them a little bit like to incubus in a way, kind of early incubus. Um, yeah, just really, really interesting band that I think if they were to still be around now, like I think they were kind of, you know, ahead of their time. Yeah. And may may have kind of imploded a little bit as a result of that. They imploded. So, Not exploded. Yeah. They imploded. Oh shit. Almost dropped, <laughs> almost dropped something. Uh something uh-huh, very important. Right. So yeah, something that would have fallen down went boom. <laughs> would have been very upsetting oh, no. for me. Ooh. Uh so, you're dropping microphones. No. no. <laughs> He'd have been no. dropping a phone. I almost dropped my phone right into the concrete. Ooh. So uh Ooh. Spank Dog gave us a couple also, and we're gonna let him tell you which one he picks first, and then we're gonna go into those. Matt, good choices. I like I said, I'm gonna have to go back and like Thank you. I mean, obviously I know all the Hendrix hits, like anybody yeah. does. I can make a playlist of this if you guys would like. I, I think way. so. The thing about this is you gotta figure, you know, nineteen seventy, I'm not born yet. And a lot of the music yeah. the that I listen to, and I listen to a shit ton of stuff from the fifties, sixties, seventies, but it was stuff that was introduced to me by people like, you know, my mom or my stepdad or my dad. Yeah. And I just don't think that anybody really, oddly enough, oddly as it is, living around a guitar player who was into all this kind of stuff, I don't just, I don't really think that he really ever had a lot of Hendrix around. So I just didn't listen to a lot of Hendrix. I probably didn't really listen to any until high school, which is odd. This is the yeah. '90s, but I I remember it seems I had to be a, the time when people discovered or yeah. rediscovered Hendrix. Yeah, I think I just least, had friends yeah. that liked him in high school, and so I yeah. started hearing some Hendrix songs, and it, it just I was always thought they were cool. Like his version of "All Along the Watchtower" is pretty killer. Yeah, yeah. you know when you get into, I had no idea when was you get into the older version. artists like that. Besides the the main hits that everybody knows, you always want to go into the deeper. Yeah, cuts the deep that cuts. Nobody are knows. 
That's yeah. where you usually find the good stuff at. Yeah. And yeah. also, I think it was a cultural thing with, like you said, yeah. you know, I wasn't Throwing a stoner. Wayne's world in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that helped a lot. <laughs> but I <laughs> yeah. wasn't a stoner in high school or anything. So I, 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 I would, I didn't really become a stoner till after high school, but. Well, that's about the time I was in high school. Right. <laughs> you were finishing high school. I'd already done been out about love, three I years. I love the subtle old joke. <laughs> I didn't think it was that subtle, like, personally. I, I'm used to well, it. You, so. know, you know what's funny is is I throw one in Jay's way. He's like, all right, fuck you. And, you know, he kicks no, no. one over to Spanky. Hold up. I don't go, oh, no, fuck oh, you. I, just, that's I just don't give a fuck. I, just, I know I'm the oldest one in the, uh, 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 the show. Hold so. up. I don't go, oh, no, no, fuck you. I just go, fuck you, Matt. Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> keep True. it Yeah. Um, we're well, being honest. Sorry, well, Matt's, my old guy voice. Matt's the baby of the show. So yeah. when Noah's Just not here. The baby. So yeah. I, we actually almost yeah, had Matt's Noah. the only millennial on the show. Oh, God. I'm a millennial? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically, you're a millennial. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. What year were you born, Matt? 81. Uh, Generation Z, I believe. Oh. You're not millennial. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that better or worse? I don't uh, know. I, I'd say it's better. Oh, God. I don't know. So... <laughs> Um, you see, I don't know though. I think there was a whole cultural thing where people, certain uh, people running in certain groups and cliques would listen to certain styles of music. And while I was friends with a lot of those people that were probably, I know a ton of people that listen to Hendrix. I was friends with them on like on the side. I had multiple, multiple groups of friends. And so I just don't think it was ever really introduced to me as fully as it probably should have been. Um, and maybe I'll go back and check out some Hendrix this week or something. I do that a lot with this yeah. show. We talk about music and I go listen. So, I mean, Access Boulders Love, um, let's see, Electric Ladyland. Electric I mean, Ladyland. There's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole slew. Not to be confused albums. with Butthole Surfers, Electric Larry Land. <laughs> uh, well, well, it must have been an homage. Entirely. I mean. Oh, uh, I, I correct my previous statement. Matt, you're a millennial. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I saw eighty one to ninety six. Damn it! Yeah, mm. I'm I'm the elder millennial. We'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> now, my son falls into Gen Z. Yeah, our sons fall into Gen Z. Yes, and daughters. Yeah. I mean, the rest of us are just spry young. Well, the younger end of Generation X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're spry. We're spry. spry. I'm very spry. I often spry. describe yeah. myself as spry. Uh, <laughs> Spanky. <laughs> What uh, what's the first one you're going to start us off with this this evening? Spanky also brings two to the table. Um, I I will say this about Spanky's: both of his are interesting in that they both have people still around, but very important people are not still around, and that's what kind of one of these bands is still a band. But yes. I get where you're going, and that's where I'm starting at okay. tonight. So do you want to say I'm starting off with Allison Chains? Now I'm going to side with him on this and say that while they're still a band, they're they're not Allison Chains. It, <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. The Allison Chains I'm talking about is with Lane Stanley. Lane Stanley, yeah, so the original voice formed again in Seattle, Washington, back in 1987 by guitarist and vocalist Jerry Cantrell, drummer drummer Sean Kinney, who later recruited bassist Mark Starr and lead vocalist Lane Staley. Um, Star was replaced by Mike Inez in 1993. Uh, William Duval, is it Duval or Duval? Duval, I, I guess. Don't know. Joined the band in 2006 as code lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist, replacing Staley, uh, who had died in 2002. Like I said, technically they're still around. I, I I wrote in my notes. I'm assuming you meant more Lane Staley. Yeah, that's that's the the direction I was heading with that. I one. agree, and I don't mean to say anything bad. I know people that really still enjoy them, and and that's great. But there are certain bands that when 
you lose that sound. Like he has a very distinctive voice. Mm-hmm. It is all his all the time. And when you lose that sound, you lose the band for me. It's really not to say they're not still good. It's just not the same. Yeah, there's a couple bands out there that that could be argued. I mean, like ACDC, for example. You got the Bon Scott era, and then you got the Brian Johnson yes. era. Mm. Similar in sound, but two totally different, different sounds guys. altogether. Yeah. They one made, was a lot higher pitch than they the made, other one. They made that work, I yeah. think. They're one of the few bands out there that can make that work. I agree. I, I just think there are certain people that when you, for example, Disturbed, right? There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a very distinctive voice. You don't have it. You don't have the band. <laughs> exactly. Do it, Matt. Do it. As, as demonstrated by watching karaoke videos of people trying to sing down with the sickness. <laughs> it's so good. It's everybody trying <laughs> there to. There you go. Yeah. It's so good. But yes, I agree. I think when Lane was gone, like it's just not, it's not the same band. No, I it, tried. J- what Jerry Cantrell's Alice in Chains now? Yeah, do they call it that? Or, or featuring Jerry Cantrell? I don't know exactly how know, they word like, it. I'm pretty sure Stewie, um, a frequent member of the show, Stewie D. He, I think he still likes them, and that's that's fair. That's fine. I don't think he likes them as much. But to me, I tried, man. I just couldn't get into him anymore because, and then I realized it's his voice that I really like. Yeah, the the first four albums that they put out were just they were solid yeah. from front to back. So good. Almost every song on the album was a hit. I mean, they come out at that grunge. They were considered grunge, but they were more of a of a rocking grunge. They definitely had their own kind of spin on it. They were different than a lot of other bands. Yeah, they were a little bit more. I guess you could say hardcore rockers. Than they were grunge. I tell you what, though, if you try to sit down and listen to their albums in the end, it's much like Nirvana. It gets a little depressing. It does. And after a few minutes, yeah. you can definitely yeah. tell there's some. Uh, or just go through and pick out all the hits. <laughs> uh, is everybody, Kev, are you a fan of Alice in Chains? Um, not really. I may have listened to like one of their songs Rooster? But... Man in the Box? Uh, Wood? Probably Rooster. Yeah. Wood? Yeah. We were all saying it. I was going to yeah. say it too. <laughs> you know what? Man in the box. What's in the box, Kev? What's in the box? The, the man. man. He's in the box. <laughs> I would bet, Kev, that you probably know more songs than you think you do. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. 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 And I would also would bet that it. you would actually probably appreciate them, especially their early stuff. I have a feeling you would. Probably really get into it. So I'll tell you what, Kevin, dig out the cassette player. I've got a couple cassettes you could yeah. borrow and listen to. Cut that. Them bones. <laughs> Not even Down cut. in a hole. Down in a hole. Oh my God. That's such a good song. Mm-hmm. Not even Not even singles. Full cassettes, man. Full cassettes. There you go. With uh, liner notes, even. So why? Why? <laughs> why? I mean, is it just. They came around at, at a certain time. In my life, where it was just, I was looking for, for something new, some new sound to, kind of replace that, the rock sound that was lost with grunge, and then they just come in with that real heavy guitar, heavy drum beats, solid bass lines, and then Lane's vocals were just, they were on another level. The '90s were really good about giving us like, similar vein but very distinctive vocals, like. You know, we've we've talked to um, Rez on the show from the Toadies. The Toadies kind of had their own mm-hmm. sound. Uh, we've talked. I mean, look look at 
fucking we've talked about Perry Farrell on the show a couple of times. Just different people that came out in the nineties that all kind of were in the same vein but totally different. Yeah, with with grunge you had more of that nasal sound singing. But right. with them with, with Allison Change, you didn't. Yeah. A little, little more they were, gravelly. They were kind of in your face a little, a little more bit. More gravelly. I can't wait because at some point we're going to be doing a uh, 90s industrial music episode. And the cool thing about industrial is that it actually branches quite a bit. We're going to – we're not going to go into all the offshoots. We're just going to – anything you call industrial. But I'm just going to spoil it right now. The product is going to be on my list. And, again, same kind of deal. You've got that industrial sound, but then those, like, more metal vocals that yeah, kind of come with a little in. bit of punk thrown so, in there as well. Good times. Yeah. Good times. It's going to be a fun episode. Yeah, it'll be a really fun episode. Stay tuned. I was a huge industrial fan, uh, believe it or not. I went through many phases. <laughs> There's some phases. There, I think we all did. I think everybody does, there trying to have, discover what kind of music they really are into. There might have been a corduroy jacket or two. They don't all stay. <laughs> <laughs> a what now? A corduroy, a corduroy jacket. corduroy jacket. Did you, did you match it with a fedora at any point in time? Listen, I was listening to a lot of Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. There's there's people who can help. Said maybe right. you gotta be the one. To gotta be the one. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you save a spank dog and tell us your second choice for the night? Just cry listening to Wonderwall. For the second one, I'm going a little bit more classic mm-hmm. and going with Led Zeppelin. Led Ooh. Zeppelin. Get the fucking I lead mean, out. <laughs> so this is a great choice because he hit on a band that. One lost a member, and and two, we know we'll never create stuff together again because they lost that member, which is really respectful and kind of cool if you think about it. Uh, so Led Zeppelin originally named uh, the New Yardbirds for those mm-hmm. of you who do not know. Led Zeppelin signed a deal with Atlantic Records that gave them considerable artistic freedom. So that was one of the really cool things about Zeppelin is they had artistic freedom to do what they wanted. Uh, oddly enough, critics didn't like them at first. Uh, critics kind of hated them, but it didn't really matter because commercial success was what they wanted, and that's what they got because the fans absolutely loved them. Eight studio albums over ten years. They're one of the best-selling music artists of all time. Their total record, record sales are estimated to be between 200 and 300 million units worldwide. Uh, they split in 1980 when what they considered the heartbeat of the group passed away, and that was John Bonham. He Bonzo. suddenly he suddenly passed away, and um, <clears throat> they said Led Zeppelin won't reunite because it wouldn't feel right without John Bonham, and that's what the band has been but saying. But there since was one small reuniting mm-hmm. at Live Aid with three of the four members. That's a little different, but yeah, that's true. But I mean, they said as a band, like as a whole, they will never record under again. the Led Zeppelin yeah. name again, even though. Richard Branson offered them $80 million to reunite and record one more album. In a nice roundabout way, they said, fuck you, we're not doing it. So weird. <laughs> like $80 million? Like yeah. Because I mean... I think Bottom would have wanted us to do it, guys. No, right. <laughs> but again, like you said, out of respect I know. for Bottom and his entire family, no. I actually re- uh, really appreciate that they felt that way, that... To- it shows the cohesiveness of the band to think, you know, all right, we can't. Like, we are all part of each other. Like, did it weird anybody out at all? I get it, by the way, and we'll discuss that. But, like, ZZ Top was touring, like, 
like a couple weeks later, they were back mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Now, here's what's cool about that, though. If you ask them about it, it's because they talked about it. And I guess mm-hmm. they were, they said, you know. Yeah, they planned it out. You, In the event that one of them passed, we they, keep they going. needed somebody yeah, to but, take over. You know, yeah. they're all old enough to where they can actually discuss that. At that time that, yeah, that Bonham died, nobody expected that to happen, even though he was a raging alcoholic. This is true. Well, it was very sudden, yeah. Right. So they didn't see it coming. So my question is, where do you think they would have went? Because, you know, we've gotten some solo stuff. Right. And at one point, I believe we had a, a, a page plant album mm-hmm. together. So now it's, uh, is it uh, Robert Plant and Allison Krauss now? Yeah. Yeah. Doing things together. Which is yeah. kind of cool. So yeah. how do you guys feel? So their solo stuff was drastically different than the Zeppelin stuff. Well, yes, it was. Degree. But I like it all. So I like that they kind of branched off and they're like, we're not going to continue to do Zeppelin stuff. We're going to do like totally different stuff than what we were doing with Zeppelin. So where do you think they would have went as a band if they would have stayed together? Like where, what do you think they would have gravitated towards some type of sound that we hear today? Do you think there's, or do you think that would, uh, do you think they would have just rebranded themselves as Greta Van Fleet? I was going to say it, wow. but you beat me to it. Well, dude. actually, have you ever heard them do any Zeppelin? They're huge Zeppelin yes. fans. Oh, I know they are. Is, he definitely, well, you don't say. You hear the... Well, yeah. Some might you say they hear it in all their original nothing shit. but them. I'm saying, though, he, we, we absolutely hear it in the voice. Obviously, everybody hears yeah. it. But do you do you think they would have gravitated towards a certain style of music, or do you think it would have been... I think they would have stayed on that, that rock level that that borderline heavy metal, hard rock mm. level that they were at when they were the biggest, one of the biggest bands in the world. I mean, you figure, okay, let's look at a, for example, a band like Floyd, you know, kind of same era, same. They, they were went actually on into they, the nineties. Yeah. They I were mean, actually one of those bands that I was considering, but I, like we was discussing the other night, I felt that they have given us everything. They that gave they us could what they're going to give us. So this was a big thing that we talked about. I think I talked to each of you guys separately, like in the re- in our reasoning for not choosing certain bands. This is another thing I wanted to hit up on you guys. Yeah. I like everybody assumed I would pick Queen because they're one of my favorite bands in the world. Uh, everybody would assume I would have picked the Cars because they're one of my favorite bands in the world. Yeah. And I have reasons. I, I didn't. You were going to pick the Talking Heads, and we discussed that. And there are reasons why I didn't choose all of these guys. So I'll go into those three really quick, and then I want to hit each of you guys up. Um, if there was a band you almost picked and why you decided not to, and in Kevin's case, no, I've, I've got a couple on my list. So I didn't go with Queen because I feel like Queen had given us what Queen was going to give us. I think Freddie Mercury would have continued on, and I think they would have gotten back together for reunions and things along those lines. But I think the band as a band kind of knew, and I don't mean this that they would have split in bad terms or any of that stuff. I think Freddie was already kind of shifting into a new style and kind of his thing. So I think we got what they – I think they closed off in a good way. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing, um, the cars. Rick Ocasek absolutely hated touring. And when they went on tour with uh, Paul Rundgren, for example, it wasn't because Rick Ocasek was like, fuck you guys. They asked. He gave his blessing. He's like, I don't want a tour. Go do the tour. Then he comes back and he gives us, they give us Blue Crush and this album is great. If if you're a Cars fan, you're going to like it. And I kind of feel like, okay, it was a good cap to what we had and it kind of worked for me. There's some great songs on it. It's like a good closing statement. So I didn't pick these guys because I felt like while I would love to get more from them, 
I feel like their work was kind of, I, I felt it ended in a good spot. I wasn't like, I didn't feel like I was missing out on something because tragedy struck or because they had so much more to show the world. So Kev, I think everybody assumed you were going to pick Prince and you did not. And mm-hmm. I think probably all of us probably thought about Michael Jackson at some point in our, in our brains too and where he would have gone. Now that one was tough for me because I think he would have given us some pretty cool shit because he always kind of, you know, bended, bent with the times. But why why did you choose who you chose and not As well else? as remembering them. I knew somebody was going to uh, do it. <laughs> yeah. But like what led you, like what kept you away from <laughs> Prince? What led you down the, away from certain artists? Well, I kind of figured that, you know, if let's say Prince, you know, did somehow come back to life, um, all the stuff that we, you know, do have because of after his death, everything that was in the vault that he kept on his premises was pretty much, well, not everything, but a good portion of it was released out to the world. If Prince was alive today, that all that stuff would have been just kept inside the vault for none of us to listen to. And that would have kind of sucked. The dude was dominating all the way up to the end. Did he die in 2009? I was trying to remember no, this. 2016. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Way off. No, yeah. Was, yeah. 2016 was a real bitch. It, well, in, 20, yeah, it in 07, he did the- That was the, not a good year. 07, he did the half the Super Bowl halftime show, right? I think it was 07. Yeah. And I remember mm-hmm. it, like, well. Like, I remember sitting down and watching Prince do the halftime mm-hmm. Super Bowl show. And then, like, you're right. It had to be closer to 2016 because he was on New Girl. And he still – he does an episode of New Girl, which is a great story. He watched the show. He's a fan of the show. Calls them up. I don't know if you guys have heard this. And it's like, hey. Nope. His people called up the the people over New Girl and said Prince wants to be on an episode. And so they, like, do this episode with Prince because he's such a big fan. And there's, like, a story of him sitting down and, like – telling him his thoughts on the show and like they're all like just <laughs> staring at him like awestruck because it's Prince. he has the producers a script it is, it is what I wrote, I wrote this on the car ride over yeah. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> so yeah i kind of agree with you in that i feel like don't get me wrong i think if he was still alive he'd be recording albums like yeah, he'd be telling us yeah. to go cleanse ourselves in Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> yeah, he'd be he'd be creating like hot women and cool bands and putting them out into the world. And if you think about the the impact Prince had on music just as a whole, it's incredible. Like the plethora of artists that he touched and touched is just never ending. <laughs> so I, See what I you did there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so I, I mean, part of me thought you might pick him, but then part of me wasn't surprised when you didn't. Is there anybody else you thought about that you, um, well, I kind of discussed one and that was MF doom, but a lot of his stuff was, you know, came out, you know, in the early two thousands, even though he was a part of a nineties hip hop group. Uh, but yeah, it's like, unfortunately we lost him back in 2020. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was COVID related, but. Yeah, it sucked. What I mean, hip hop group? He was a really cool rapper. Uh, I think it was KMD, something like that. Hmm. I have to double check, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, not like a they weren't a tribe called Quest or a De La Soul level group. But <laughs> yeah, also were, uh, no yeah, one is. Both of them, I believe, had somebody recently pass away. Yeah, uh, did Tribe? Uh, well, one of the guys from uh, De La Soul. Yeah, I I thought I yeah, used- no Five Dog from. Uh, from Tribe Called Quest died. That's sad. Sucked. I didn't know that. Thanks a lot, yeah. guys. Is, so, 
This is uh, kind of a sad episode. This is a sad episode. But, you know, we get to reminisce about some cool music. So, uh, Matt, is there anybody that you considered and for whatever reason you decided, no, you weren't going to go with them? And if so, what was... Yeah, I I actually gave you a list of four and you scolded me and said narrow it down I to two. I did not. Like I well, yeah, I did say, okay, now give me two. <laughs> you did. You did. You said narrow I didn't down to scold two. you. Listen, to the, the way this guy... I know. It was a text message and, he, and it took him forever to give me those four. And I was hounding him like, dude, yeah. I need four. And, and he gives me four. I said, okay, now can you tell me two? I gave him yeah, my list this morning, really, and he really still had notes on it. Yeah, did you hear that? I should kick him for it too. He gave me his <laughs> list this morning. <laughs> like, dude. Oh yeah. yeah. I texted him this morning. I said, "What time are we recording?" And he said, "Well, you still haven't given me your list yet." That's the first thing he says to me. Not, "We're recording at this time." You still haven't given me your list yet. I, he's a oh, liar. Fuck. It actually said. 6.30, and you still haven't given me your list yet. So I did tell him the time first. Uh, Matt, who were the other two that you thought about? Well, right. that's not fair because you – well, okay, yeah. Why did you choose the two you chose over the two you didn't choose? Yeah. Yeah, that worked. Well, the, the two that I, I chose, like one of them, there's been like semi-reunions that, you know, fairly recently actually that kind of sparked, you know, rumors like, oh, are they getting back together? Are they getting back together? Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be Operation Ivy. And it, that one, you know, it's not really fair because, I mean, most of the members of that band went on to form Rancid. And, uh, I mean, that you know, they're still going. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but their but destination yeah, highly, is unknown. Oh. Hi, nice. Uh, highly influential band. Um, God, I, I, I couldn't tell you, you know, very many bands from like the early nineties on that, uh, you know, in like the, the punk and ska scene that weren't influenced by operation Ivy. Um, so that was one of them. And the other one would be the sex pistols. Yeah. Um, Mm. also highly influential, but I, you know, they have multiple reasons for not reuniting one being the death of Sid vicious, but Mm -hmm. also, one could argue that he wasn't even really a bass player. He was just kind of a guy pretending, and that's you know, not a secret. People will tell you he just didn't really play. Uh, heroin will do that to you, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're never getting back together for that main reason. And yeah. I I also think that they were so self destructive. Oh God, that. Yes. Oh, you think they never, yeah, they <laughs> never would have like the fact that they broke up on stage and, would, you know, literally the last thing they said as a band was, you know, do you ever get the feeling that you've been cheated? Like basically fuck you to the fans. Like even if the fans wanted to, you know, to try to get them to come back. Yeah. We're 70s talking. England punk. Yeah. I mean, we're talking punk. Just, yeah. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah. We're talking the early days of punk. Of course so, that's going to be chaotic. So the fans yeah. probably loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Um, like the, the fans loved being spit on at the same time. Too. God, I should have so, cheated. Literally. I should have yeah. cheated. I said petty. What I should have said is if I could bring one band back, it'd be the traveling Wilburys. Then I get like, you get a couple you different get artists. In every one. one of them. Yeah. That's like asking for extra wishes. How many? Know, how right? many yeah, that no would have been the extra many, credit. How many asking Shaquille O'Neal to give more wishes. How many? Well, let me put it this way, dude. More are dead than alive. 
This yeah, is true. I, I'm yeah. looking it up right now. Traveling so you got to figure. I don't even well, remember who all well was in the I band. I can't believe Dylan stuff. is one of the Dylan, surviving. Dylan and Jeff Lynn, curious. they're the ones that are still yeah. alive. The only surviving you, members. You have um, uh, George it, Harrison. It looks like George Harrison's son was in the band for a while too. Yeah, I think he played. Or with may them. have taken over. Yeah. Uh, but George Harrison's dead. Man. Roy Orbison's dead, and uh, Tom Petty. Petty are all passed away. So that would have been Man. like. That would have been a pretty good pick. I should have went with the Wilburys because what a great band. Should have, could have, would have. Only right. two albums, too, so just so you know. So Spank Dog, who uh, did you consider and why did you cross them off for the people well, that you put on? It, the ones that I considered uh, pretty much crossed them off for the same reasons of, you know, they gave us everything that they that they could. I mean, and what they gave us was the best that they had to offer, which was Floyd. Yeah. Black Sabbath, I mean, two totally different ends of the spectrum, but they're very important bands in rock yeah. history. Yeah, and I'd say Floyd, mm. like you said, I mean, they were giving us stuff till, I mean, technically into the Up 90s. Up to the 90s. So, and it's not like they went out with a whimper, you know? <laughs> so no. I, I think and, and they went Sabbath, out like... Sabbath kept on going into the, into the 2000s. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. I agree with you. I don't really think. started to hear about Ozzy though. Man, what's up? Yeah, yeah what's up? retirement. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully this is it for him. Had I to happen at some point. Retirement. You know. Yeah. I mean, this man is in in his seventies, and he's got the onset of Parkinson's. Parkinson's. Yeah. But so, you know, that's what all that's what cocaine will do to you. And I tell you what, cocaine's a hell of a drug. He makes it. This, <laughs> he makes it. This, not to mention ants. <laughs> Yeah. Ants, and ants, piss. piss, pretty much anything he could snort bats. on a dare. Bats, he would eat those too. Yeah, no, whatever. he ate the bats, yeah. He didn't snort the yeah. bat, he ate the bat. Damn it, get it right. Yeah, he ate the bats. <laughs> it would be impossible to snort a bat, Matt. Yeah. Hold my beer. I was going to say, give him a chance. Well, I mean, if you grind it up, you could probably snort it. <laughs> Kev said, hold right. my beer, challenge <laughs> accepted. <laughs> Last thing you hear Wait, Red did Ozzy, say, did, hold did my beer, Ozzy watch this. COVID? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time to put that bad joke video. I don't, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> if he survived everything he survived, I think it's no kidding. I think it's a weird he thing. I think, yeah, yeah. I think even Ozzy would tell you Ozzy figured Ozzy would have went out a long time oh, ago. Yeah. And yeah. He I'm surprised know. he didn't oh, die long ago. Still alive. <laughs> that, did, that man did so much cocaine back in the 80s, well, it was ridiculous. I have a theory on drugs. <laughs> I have a theory. Hell, I barely remember the Alamo, even though I pissed on My it. theory. Not is true. He did not piss on the Alamo. <laughs> my theory is, my theory is, if you do a buttload of drugs, right, all of mm -hmm. them, and by some miracle they don't kill you, they just preserve you. <laughs> so yeah. When, if you, you manage, Keith, Richards. Keith Richards' theory, yes. If you manage yeah. to not die, which that's, that's something you don't want to fuck with fate there. But if you do them all and you don't die, you are preserved. <laughs> you yeah. live to be... Way older than you should. I mean, I give a lot of respect to Sabbath. They're the only band that I've ever heard of that worked a $50,000 cocaine budget oh my into God. their recording contract for their fourth album. That's insanity. That's, That's a hell of a manager. <laughs> <laughs> they Somebody get that they guy on the phone. It, they worked it into the contract <laughs> so they could get it. And they oh used to keep their the, – the stories go that they used to keep their cocaine inside the uh, the speaker cabinets. That's how they got it around on tour. Ozzy, God love you, man. I can't can't believe you're still with us, but I'm glad you are. So, yeah. I mean, he wasn't yeah. with Sabbath for a while, though. So, I mean, you know.
we should we should tread lightly. We do have a habit. Yeah. Of, uh, we do yeah. not. Uh, we haven't done that in a long time. It's, it's Kevin. Oh, no, Stu's it's not here. Stu. Yeah. Okay. We figured it out. It's thank Stu. God he's it's not Stu. here because uh, we recently yeah. lost. Um, oh God, uh, from from Laverne and Shirley, uh, Cindy Williams. Cindy Williams, and he oh, yeah. he literally saw her two days before. <laughs> like the hobgoblin that he, Wait, whoa, he took whoa, whoa. look around. Yeah, I missed that part. Yeah, he, he took pictures. Now? She was here in town at Cavalcade. Oh yeah, my God. And Stu took yeah, pictures I saw of her. Picture. Like, and then he's like, "Oh my God, I just saw her two Stuart days ago." Angel yeah. of Death Diamond. You missed it. Kevin oh was God. like, "It's you, Stu. We love you, Stu. Man, we're just messing with you, dude." Uh, <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> a lot of the people, a lot of the people we talk about are older people. You know, it's, it's nothing we can do about it, but. Uh, well, I think these are interesting lists, man. It was cool to see what everybody brought to the table. Uh, as is always the case, we ask you guys out there and listening land to tell us uh, who you would bring back and why uh, for just one more album. Just one more, man. You could just get one more out of them. Who would it be? Uh, you can yeah. always tell us that through our social media. Again, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. Not a single one of you have done the straight face macaroni. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Remember, guys, you were supposed to do the Macarena while staring mm-hmm. eerily into the camera and never cracking a smile. We want to see it. <laughs> so yeah. it was Just also look pissed off and do the Macarena. It was also a uh, karaoke challenge that some one of you guys laid down last week, but I don't remember what it was. No, it was a it was a celebrity impression challenge. But that was laid down too. We laid down a lot of challenges. And oh yeah, we did. We, we've been throwing down some challenges. No one's picking them no up. No one's picking them up. And the reason why we do this, folks, is so we can you know engage with you. Yeah, yeah we want to engage with. Come you. on, be don't lie. It's for your, your guys's entertainment. <laughs> This is to be honest. Spanky's not wrong. So uh, we've got two more shows planned coming up that we already know. But after that, we're going to lay down. uh, I really want you guys to kind of go and check out our uh, social media because what we're going to start doing is putting different show topics out and letting you guys kind of tell us which one you would like us to talk about next. That being said... And you're going to have to go to our social media to answer this, or you can write us your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. So we've got five possible topics coming up. I want you guys to let us know what you want to hear. I'm going to go ahead and give you the topics now. And if you need them again, they will be out on our Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, all that stuff. So artists or bands from the nineties, you want to permanently remove from your playlist. It's so good. <laughs> we did the worst songs <laughs> of the nineties, but this is like, what band would you just remove completely? Yeah, you know, it's like hitting you know. the nuclear button on a band um, just so they never exist again. Our yep. picks, and we want yours too, but our picks for the best complete albums of all time. Each of us would bring three albums that we consider to be perfect from beginning to end. Um, 90s industrial mixtape, which we just talked about. This is one that will happen at some point. Uh, 80s road trip mixtape. I know a lot of you guys out there really liked our 90s road trip mixtape. We've talked about doing the 80s one. What songs we would put on a mixtape if we were going on a road trip in the 80s? The 80s could be a lot of fun with that one. It's mm-hmm. fun with the 90s one too, though. That was that was pretty. Yeah, good we can we can go a lot deeper into the into the 80s yeah. music. Yeah, and just know, like Spanky's saying that uh, we'll do part twos of some of these because it's hard not to. We oh, have yeah. to limit how many yeah. we do. Yeah. Uh, for time's sake, so that's why sometimes yeah, we everybody bring four. ten songs. Like no, we, can't we used that. to do way more, and then we were just we used to do a top ten list. Yeah. back in the day, it's just mm. too much now. So, and then the last one: songs you hate from bands you love. So this would be we talk about a band that we really like, but damn it, they did that one fucking song that I can't fucking stand. I give you a good example: 
We were just talking about ZZ Top coming to concert. I love ZZ Top. It's not okay. them. However, they're going to be here in concert with another band who I actually really like. But so help me if I hear Freebird one more fucking time, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> Freebird! I you love mean the Skinner. only song anybody knows. That's not true. Who cares to hear? Give me three no, steps. Listen, true. they have some really great songs. Skinner, uh, Freebird is well, just the later. one that drives me nuts. So you guys let us Actually, know. Actually, that's the one I like from them. <laughs> <laughs> Freebird? <laughs> yeah, Freebird. Uh, so you guys let us know what you would like to hear, and you can do all of that. Like I said, you can write us at yourmixtapepodcast at gmail.com, or you can give us a call and leave us a voicemail, and we might just play it here on the show. Matt, would you like to tell the yeah. folks at home that number they can call? I would. Hey, guys. If you'd like to call and leave us a voicemail, you can give us a call at 513-437-2377. Again, that's 513 437 Two three seven seven, or five one three. He read seventy seven. Call for all your mixtape needs. <laughs> I like that Kev waited this time because you got mad yeah, at him last time of. for playing uh, over the. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to get to, I went, after you get the number out. Did I break out the slide? There whistle. you go. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. did make a good point the last time when you scolded me. <laughs> but then I brought we scold each other a lot. Don't we? It's a lot of scolding. <laughs> A lot of scolding. Did you hey, give Kevin, him the did, finger did wag and tell him no, no, no? Because no. I found a pickup for the electric kazoo. Not in my oh, neighborhood. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so like Hendrix with that kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for Ooh. the record, electric bagpipes exist as you well. You should invent an electric slide <laughs> whistle, Kev. <laughs> Just plays the electric slide only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about that sound? It's electric. <laughs> wow. Dude, did you just do a, a cat call? <laughs> I heard it. All right. So we are spiraling out of control here at the end of this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I would like to uh, thank everybody for listening. We've had a huge up spike, and that's always a really cool thing. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Um Please visit our sponsor. We would appreciate that as well. Please subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. That actually helps a lot, just telling somebody to go check it out. We've got some uh, more interviews lined up coming down the road. Like I said, the website has been um, revamped a little bit. The interview page is a little easier to follow, so you can go over there. We have a page marked interviews. You can see everybody we've talked to over the last year and click on it and go right to that interview if you want to. There's some great people. We highly recommend it. Uh, listen to all of them because they've all been amazing. We've had a good time speaking to all of them. And everybody here has had the opportunity to be on at least one interview, even Stewie D, even though that one's hilarious. (laughs) God love him. Um, And we've got more coming up, more planned in the future. So please continue to listen. Uh, We thank you guys. We love you guys. Uh, I think that's all we got for you this week. But remember, until next time we speak, to always stay awesome. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. All right, two and two. We got two over on this side. Two over on that side.